Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 43 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we begin our study of the new week of Come Follow Me study we have before us, covering February the 8th to February the 14th in Doctrine and Covenants, Sections 12 to 13 and Joseph Smith History 1 at 66 to 75, Upon You My Fellow Servants. Obviously, you may recognise that uh, this is going to focus a lot on the priesthood restoration, both the Aaronic and the Melchizedek. But um, before we go into that, we'll start with Doctrine and Covenants 12. The title of the of that section in the Come Follow Me manual is The Lord Wants Me to Help Establish the Course of, Z- the course of Zion. Uh, and this is all about Joseph Knight Sr. Uh, Joseph Knight Sr. Uh, was one of the early supporters of Joseph Smith uh, in as he begun his translation of the Book of Mormon. Uh, and it is probably one of <clears throat> he's probably one of the first few people outside of Joseph Smith's family who who actively supported uh, his work in this translation. We know that uh, Joseph met Joseph Knight Senior as he moved uh, to work for Josiah Stowell, Stowell, um, and and he was one of the families that became well acquainted with this young prophet. Um, when we look into the background and the context uh, of this revelation, uh, we see just how um, how much uh, Joseph Joseph Knight Senior really did support and and help Joseph. Um, we we can re- we can it's recorded a number of instances when he loaned him things um, to you know go and be able to do certain things to be able to meet Emma Hale to, to and and meet often with her. Um, so Joseph Knight was supportive of, of this union. Um, he also was at uh, Joseph Smith Sr.'s home the night that Joseph Smith obtained the plates. Uh, and later, um, it, it was it, it was Joseph Smith gave him a detailed description of the plates and the Urim and Thummim. Um, but what's most interesting to me is the fact that he did su- support him often with the translation process. I'm going to read a quote from the, um, the Joseph Smith Papers Project Um kind of background it says quote knights provided support that helped joseph smith recommence the translation after martin harris lost the initial manuscript in july 1898 sorry 1828 in january 1829 joseph smith senior and samuel smith stopped at knight's home on their way to manchester new york to visit joseph smith in harmony knight took them the rest of the way in his sleigh and once they arrived in harmony he gave joseph senior a half dollar and also gave Joseph Smith money to buy paper for the translation. Knight may have also returned to Harmony to aid Joseph Smith at other times between January and May 1829. Joseph Knight Sr. wrote, sorry, Joseph Knight Jr. wrote, Father and I often went to see Joseph Smith and carry him something to live upon. In April 1829, the Knight family may have supplied all or part of the $50 payment that Joseph Smith made on a 13.5 acre lot and a small house purchase from his father-in-law, Isaac Hale. When Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery were running low on provisions in May 1829, they temporarily stopped translating and journeyed to Colesville to see Knight. Although absent at the time, Knight soon travelled to Harmony with more paper and with provisions enough to last until the translation was done. Close quote. So it's clear that Joseph Knight Sr. Uh, was a very big supporter of this work, and he also, similar to Joseph Smith Senior and uh, Hiram Smith and others, uh, was asking what could he do in this work? What was his role? What could he 
do to lend a hand in the bringing forth of the gospel in the in the last days. Um, and so therefore he received this, um, Joseph Smith received this revelation for him. And there are very similar themes to Doctrine and Covenants section four. Don't forget that Joseph Knight Sr. and Joseph Smith Sr. Uh, were similar ages. I believe Joseph Smith Sr. was 57 when he received his revelation to know what to do uh, in, uh, in Doctrine and Covenants 4. Uh, and Joseph Knight Sr. Uh, was 56. And so these are men of similar ages. And the direction that they would have received will have been different to the direction that, say, Hiram Smith will have received. Hiram Smith, there was a lot of focus on preparing and you know, obtaining the word and, and, you know, getting ready for the time that would come where he would be asked to serve. Uh, whereas Joseph Smith seniors and Joseph Knight seniors are perhaps more focused on the action they could take now. Um, having said that, Joseph Knight senior was, was a man who was, and the, his family were a family who were part of, you know, the believers and the supporters of the church their whole lives. And we often will find throughout the study of the book the, the, of the Doctrine and Covenants of people like Martin Harris and Oliver Cowdery and other people that we'll meet later on who were great supporters but then did fall away. Many of these people will fall away and that's very difficult to understand for us, I guess. Um, but we then also have experiences where people like the Knights were lifelong supporters. Joseph Knight Sr., um, in fact, was a supporter even after the prophet's death. He he died, unfortunately, on the way uh, to the Salt Lake Valley, to Zion, as it were. Uh, and, you know, the fact that he lived his life in, in complete dedication to the gospel is a great, um, is a great example to many of us. Uh, and I think that as we begin this study of Doctrine and Covenants 12 now, we, we, we would do well to remember just how dedicated he was uh, to this um, to this cause. So uh, we'll have a look at the actual section. And as, as I've already mentioned, uh, it is very similar in many ways uh, to Joseph Smith Sr.'s uh, revelation he received in Doctrine and Covenants 4. Uh, but as we do have a look at this, just have a look at these, these points that are made. We have the similar themes of... Um, the, the word of God being quick and powerful, which we'll come to know that phrase very well during the Doctrine and Covenants. We see the field being white already to harvest and needing, needing to thrust in their sickle, um, asking and they shall receive. But also in verse 7 it says, Behold, I speak unto you and also to all those who have desires to bring forth and establish this work. Um, showing to us uh, in verse 7 that this revelation is not just for Joseph Knight Sr., but it's for anyone that wants to uh, take part in this great work. Uh, and I think that sometimes we need to talk more about Doctrine and Covenants section 12. We often very obviously refer to Doctrine and Covenants 4 being one that is, you know, a, a, a section that missionaries have quoted and recited by heart. I, I certainly did that. I'm not sure if that still happens today, but um, as recently as 2010, we were doing that. Uh, and I think that that's something we need to remember is that that's why it's so well known. But Doctrine and Covenants section 12 has some interesting insights that I think will be worth remembering as well. Um, for example, in verse 8, it says, And no one can assist in this work, except he shall be humble and full of love, having faith, hope and charity, being temperate in all things, whatsoever shall be entrusted into his care. There's a couple of things I learned from this in verse 8 of Doctrine and Covenants 12 that no one can assist uh, unless they are humble and um, they are humble in regards to whatever is entrusted into their care. 
um, Angel Abreu uh, said this, quote, It is important in our determination to proclaim the gospel, in our desire to clarify the thinking of confused and insecure people, in our decision to be part of that great work of our Father in heaven, that we should remember, as King Benjamin admonished to his people, to always retain in remembrance the greatness of God and your own nothingness, and humble yourselves even in the depths of humility. There is no guarantee of a great reward for anyone. There is no way that any of God's children can be assured of blessings from the Most High without worthy actions in their lives. The Lord's blessings are the fruits of obedience to the laws on which they are predicated. Therefore, since we do not, since we do have the truth, it is fundamental that we do not be boastful about it. Our pride, if it should exist at all, along with our eternal gratitude, should arise from how we make use of that truth in the manner in which we apply it in our lives. We can pass through this mortal existence, listening attentively and patiently to the best of instructions, or we can be spectators watching the expounding of great and profound principles without allowing these principles to crystallise within us by applying them in daily living. Close quote. Joseph Knight Sr. is a wonderful example of this. Uh, we don't ever really see him uh, being called to in, in, great, in what others might call great positions within the church. He wasn't called to the Quorum of the Twelve. Uh, he wasn't called to, to as, far, as far as I can remember, uh, to the original High Council, things like that. He, he was a member who lived his day-to-day life, who lived worthily and, and diligently. Um, and I think he is an individual who we should remember more often. Um, as it says in the Come Follow Me manual, um, you know, he was the means, he was the father of a family um, of about 60 individuals um, who ultimately joined and helped establish the church in New York, Ohio, Missouri, Nauvoo and Salt Lake City. Such a backbone of, of the church and of, and of these saints. Uh, and yet, you know, we've, we don't probably often refer to him very much. And so remember Joseph Knight Sr. Remember the impact and the blessing that he was to the church uh, and keep an eye out for him as we go through these doctrine covenants. I think one of the hardest things will be remembering all these people um, as we go through these uh, revelations, but he was certainly one to be admired and um, honoured for his dedication and his and his diligence in keeping the gospel. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you'd like to share what you've been studying, share your thoughts, your reviews. You can also um, share if you're willing to join in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.